0: Hello, this is James Bethy, founder of JRB Creative, and you're listening to Act Local, Marketing for Small Business. Act Local, Marketing for Small Business, episode 160. And there's no stopping us right now. I feel so close to
1: you
2: right
0: now. Welcome to Act Local, Marketing for Small Business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before, or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Whether you need help with online media, social media, video, or mobile marketing, Act Local will guide you into the 21st century with easy tips, tricks, and techniques that get your local business seen and heard. Each week, Kaylin features a new tip you can use today, as well as a range of guest experts who are passionate about helping local business owners thrive. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio.
2: Welcome to Act Local, Marketing for Small Business, episode 160. I'm the boomer gal, Kaylin Amadio. And on each episode of Act Local Marketing, I like to share a strategy with you that I call today's takeaway, where I will bring you one action item that you can take with you today. And if you use it, it's gonna help you in your business. And I also invite guest experts that are going to help you with some various aspect of your business. And today, you will meet a guest who has turned podcasting into a profit. It's a profitable business, and you don't want to miss her story, so please stay tuned. Podcasting really is a great marketing tool. It can help you build a platform, that thing that many agents, book agents or any industry that uh, an agent comes in handy agents insist that you might have a platform before they will even consider a, consider taking you on as a potential client it's also a wonderful method for showcasing either your mission or your expertise and insight into your business and uh, and industry, and finally, podcasting is easier today. That really easier today than at any time in the past because technology has improved to the point that anyone can podcast from anywhere. I do editing of my podcasts on a Mac with a free program that comes with the Mac called GarageBand, which is also now even on my iPad. So literally, I could record and edit a podcast from anywhere in the world that I happen to be. So let's get to today's takeaway. I promised you that action item that you could walk away with now to help you with your business. So here it is. Where do you start if you're interested in podcasting? Well, how about attending a seminar, right? There are seminars on Absolutely everything under the sun, <clears throat> and there are likely many of them out there. But one I've heard that is quite good is Podcast Movement. In fact, my guest today has been a session leader at the 2016 uh, event of Podcast Movement. There's sessions there for aspiring podcasters as well as uh, experts, you know, who are looking to find the additional latest and greatest but if you're really just wanting to get started they have tracks for people who are just looking to start podcasting so you can cut that learning curve and get started right away and 2016 has already happened but the 2017 event is in august of 2017, and it's going to be in Anaheim, California. 2016 was in Chicago. So check them out at podcastmovement.com. You might want to make plans to visit Anaheim next August. So another good source is, of course, a podcast. So go to podcastanswerman.com, where you will find Clifton. Ravenscraft. I think I've talked about him before. He does a podcast titled Podcast Answer Man. He was one of the first people to do, if not the first person to do a podcast about podcasting, to answer all your questions. And as the name implies, he's got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes, and he has lots of information that'll help you get started in the industry that he is really known for. Another legendary podcaster is John Lee Dumas. And his podcast, which uh, I believe is called Entrepreneur on Fire, very, very popular podcast in the business industry, was one of the first successful daily podcasts. And I still think he's crazy that he started out doing a daily podcast, but I think he was the first person to do it. Uh, He had an episode every day of the week, and I believe he still does. And I still think he's crazy, but he knows what he's doing and has courses and that you can purchase as well as free podcast courses and free information that can help you get started. So feel free to drop me a line to ask at actlocalmarketing.com and I can help point you towards more resources that will help you begin your podcasting journey. And that is today's takeaway. Please connect with me. Find me on Facebook or Twitter or Google Plus or any of those social media platforms that you'll find in my book. The Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media Marketing in your bookstores now today still and on Amazon and Barnes & Noble online. So please tell your social media followers about this particular podcast and leave a review if you feel like it. Those reviews are very helpful to me. It's time for a short break, but when we get back, my guest today, Jessica Rhodes, is here and she is ready to step to the front of the room. So stay tuned. <laughs>
0: Tax Local is the place where busy entrepreneurs like you gain more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives them the power to bring their business to the next level. Kalen returns after a short break with more strategies and techniques to develop your inner warrior. We'll be right back.
2: Hey, Act Local fans, this is Kaylin Amadio, and I have an exciting announcement. Today, October 7th, 2014, I'm launching a new podcast to celebrate the realization of a dream. You've heard me speak often on Act Local about the book I've been writing. Well, that book is becoming a reality. I have a contract to publish The Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media. Soon, baby boomers everywhere will have all my strategies and guidelines in one swell book that'll help them build a map to social media success. To help promote The Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media and subsequent books in this series, I've put together The Boomer's Ultimate Guide podcast, where boomers like me and like you can come together to learn, share, and grow a thriving business and a vibrant life. This podcast is 30 minutes in length and comes in both audio and video formats. I interview guest experts on business, finance, health, wellness, longevity, food, sex, dating, and more. You don't want to miss this next chapter in my life, because I'm going to help you live yours more fully. Check out Boomers Ultimate Guide Podcast.com. So close
0: to you right now. Welcome to Act Local, marketing for small business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the Internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio.
2: Welcome back. This is Kaylin Amadio, and you are listening to ACT, local marketing for small business. And I have a guest for you today. She and I were speaking before uh, we actually went on air about the fact that I feel like I know her because we have connected so many times. You're going to understand why in just a moment. I want to introduce you to Jessica Rhodes. She is the founder and CEO of Interview Connections, which is the premier source for booking outstanding podcast guest you're getting the connection there right the interview connection she is the host of a hit weekly web tv show also called interview connections tv and she's the host of the roads to success podcast and is co-host of the podcast producers which was a 10 episode audio series selected by apple as a and i'm using my air quotes you can't see me but my air quotes how to podcast show in itunes jessica is a regular speaker at dream business academy and has shared the stage with dozens of top podcasters at podcast movement and podcast new england she is married she's a proud mother of nathan who i see on facebook all the time and baby lucy so jessica welcome to act local marketing for small business Kaylin, it's
1: so exciting to be here. It has just been a long time coming.
2: <laughs> really has, and, and and the hint I was giving people is Jessica has sent guests to me as a as a booker of um, talent, you know, to podcast mm-hmm. hosts for their interviews. I you know I've spoken to Jessica many times, but um, I've never had her on as a guest, and this is really exciting because she you know she's built a whole business around uh, this movement of podcasting that has become so popular and she's really become quite the expert at everything to do with podcasting. So today we want to talk a little bit about leveraging the power of a podcast and those interviews to help grow your business. Because if, um, you're I mean, podcasting is not for everyone, right, Jessica? It's not, mm-hmm. you know, it's not everybody's first choice. But right. for, th- for those of you who like to have a conversation with someone and I and I often say that it's really great for introverts, because, mm-hmm. um, and I'm an introvert. I, it's very hard to um, garner all the energy it takes to go out and network and be in a room with tons of people. I find it very draining. But to just right. have a conversation with one other person is quite easy, uh, right? For right. me. But of course, you know, every, everybody's different. But if if you think that marketing is difficult or networking is difficult podcasting is really a great way to network because you get to meet lots of people that you never would have met otherwise from all around the world and it's just a another form of networking so jessica let's see if we can't help people who think they might be interested in it or have already started podcasting figure out how they're going to to leverage this a little more
1: yeah and i would love to just add one little thing that got added to my bio this week that i'm excited about and also just kind of shows how big podcasting is becoming. Uh, Corey Coates is my co-host of the podcast producers, one of the shows that you mentioned my intro. Mm-hmm. And we just found out that that podcast is being used as part of a course syllabus at a college in Ontario, um, Western University, I believe it is, or University, yeah, Western University in Ontario, Canada. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. You live in Canada, or do you live in Canada? No, 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 I live in New York. I live in New York. Oh, well, cl- yeah. maybe close to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> you're in Canada. Um, yeah, so we just uh, one of the the professor is uh, one of our listeners, and he reached out to us and said, you know, which which episode should I have my students listen to? It's a course about audio journalism and podcasting. So you know, they're starting to teach about podcasting in journalism classes, which is just so so cool. That so that
2: is amazing when you think about it.
0: Right? Yeah, it's
1: it's just so. Like fascinating and exciting to think that, you know, this medium that, yes, it's such a great marketing platform, but it's really getting a lot of credibility and legitimacy when you see that, you know, colleges and universities are teaching it and having students learn from it. My friend Liz Covert hosts the um, Ben Franklin's World podcast. That is a podcast about history. Mm -hmm. And she has called, you know, there are classes, high school classes, college classes that are using her podcasts as, you know, part of their syllabus. So it's really exciting. It's definitely a medium that's, um, it's, it's just constantly growing. So I'm excited to talk right. about it
2: here. And wow. You know, I, I always think of it. I started podcasting because it was a, you know, a business marketing thing for me, mm-hmm. but you're right. Just, you're making the wheels in my head turn, you know, <laughs> teaching history and there, there's so many, you could probably find a reason to podcast no matter what industry or you know movement that you're in
1: yeah and i think the big reason and, and the thing that i like to talk about a lot is it's it's for people that are audio learners, not only the person hosting the podcast, mm-hmm. like you might be sitting there thinking, well, you know, I, I don't really want a podcast. I don't like to talk. I prefer to write or, you know, I prefer to blog, but there are people as a business owner, there are potential clients and customers and patients that are audio learners. They're never going to read your blog because they don't want to read. They want to learn through listening. Like that's how I am. I was just asking my mastermind group yesterday. I was like, well, does anyone else listen to podcasts or programs while they're Working, I have podcasts playing all day long as I'm working. I, it makes I'm an extrovert. I don't know if that's why, like I need to have people talking like while right, I'm working, right. or else I'm just like drained. And everyone else is like, no, I I can't pay attention to it. But I'm an audio learner. I can't just you know read a book to learn. Like I have to have it playing, and so even if podcasting isn't something that maybe lights you up like you prefer to blog you will miss out on people who in in your audience who are audio learners if you don't have a podcast so challenge people even if it doesn't seem like the most natural fit for you it does help grow your business because you're reaching people that don't want to read
2: right that's a really good point i have 3 sons and one of them is an audio learner he's always he's always been better at ju- he you know not taking notes just listening yeah. And then he's a great orator, mm-hmm. as well, right? That's just his way of learning. Right. All three of them have different learning styles, so yeah. that's a really good point. I hadn't thought about that either. And um, while we're just talking about podcasting in, in general, before I get to some specific questions to to uh, dig all the gold nuggets <laughs> out of Jessica <laughs> that she's going to share with us, um, uh, don't think that uh, don't think traditionally about podcasting in terms of. Radio, even though I've equated it to radio uh, many times or I might treat my program a lot like a radio program, especially since it started out as live um, internet radio, there are really no rules about a podcast. Your podcast can be fifteen minutes. Your podcast can be five minutes, your podcast can be an hour it's really up to you to decide what the format's going to be and and how, and format's an important word because it should be formatted. Mm-hmm. You know, you might like to fly by the seat of the pants, but that's difficult for a listener. They want sort right. of, they want the framework so that they know what they're getting every time they listen. Yeah, they want
1: to know what to expect.
2: Yeah, exactly. But But don't put any rules on yourself about, you know, how long this podcast needs to be to be useful to you. That's... Mm-hmm. That's out the window. That doesn't matter.
1: I agree completely. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: um, tell us a little bit. I like to collect entrepreneurial journeys when I have someone on the sure. first time. So tell us how you came to be um, doing this. How did you end up in the podcasting world?
1: Yeah. So for me, it started because uh, I wanted to be a stay at home mom. I, when I was pregnant with my first child, I was still working my full-time job at a nonprofit organization. And I knew that when my son was born, I wanted to leave my job and be at home with him. I didn't, you know, I was, I had been at that organization for like five or six years and, you know, loved it. But as a mom, it was not going to fit into my life the the same way. So I had already told my boss that I would be leaving when my son was born. And I didn't really have, I didn't really have a plan B. I didn't know what I was going to be doing for, for an income. My husband works in nonprofits. So, you know, we knew that there needed to be two incomes in the household to make ends meet. And my dad, who you've interviewed before, probably a couple times now, Jim Palmer, he is a business coach. And he said, you know, Jessica, I think it's awesome that you want to be a stay at home mom. You can totally do it. You should start a virtual assistant business from home. And I really had, I mean, I'm working in nonprofit, running a door-to-door canvas, um, barely knew what Twitter was. Like, I really had no idea what this whole online business world was. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Like I knew my dad worked from home. I knew he had a business, but I didn't really know. Like I knew he did something with newsletters. It's just, I I don't know. I was focused on my own professional journey. (laughs) It's so funny that
2: you, that you didn't know what he was doing. Okay. Really
1: didn't. Yeah. I mean, when I, and so he became my first client, I said, all right, well, I'll, I definitely trust you dad. And if you think that I can, you know, have an income from home, that sounds great. And I definitely, the first step was just kind of knowing that it wasn't about me anymore because even just being a virtual assistant doing tasks that I didn't really I mean want to be doing I mean for me the first several months of having an income with this new business was like some of the tasks were checking links on his website woohoo like how fun is that you know categorizing all of his videos he's he'd done weekly videos for you know six years and so at that point you know there's like three four years of videos that I watched and then I put into categories I mean this was not like mind-blowingly exciting stuff but it was the first step it was like me paying my dues and then me also learning about marketing learning about business and just kind of figuring out where I could fit into this whole new industry and so one of the first tasks that he had me do after I kind of did some of that really boring stuff but it was it would really help me. Learn. I mean, if you watch five years of his videos, you've got quite a business. Oh, sure, in there. yeah. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of amazing education and free content online. So, I started booking him for podcast interviews, and really, I I was making it all up. He says, "Book me on podcast." I'm like. Okay, so I, I mean it was just a matter of going to Google, business podcasts, marketing podcasts, starting to find shows that look like a good fit, reaching out to the host, just, you know, writing an email, hey, I found your show here, um, my client Jim Palmer is great for these reasons, he'd be great for your show, and I just started sending these pitches out, and then as they were starting to come back, yeah, I'd love to have him on the show, I was so excited, I remember the first time, it was a guy named Brian Holmes, I don't know if he's still... Podcasting, um, but he's on Blog Talk Radio in Maryland, and he said, "You know, yes, I'd love to on." I was so flippin' excited, Kaylin. I can't <laughs> tell you, I you. May- Like, it was like I got him on, like, primetime, the Today Show. I was so excited. Um, You know, like, ignorance is bliss. Like, I don't know. He probably had a very small audience. doesn't matter. I was so excited, and that was just the start of it. So I kept doing that. The interviews were, you know, they would help him sell his books. He would connect with people that would start following him and eventually, you know, join his coaching program. And so my dad told a couple of his business friends, and then I I got a couple other clients that I started doing it for. And, you know, as – kind of buzz there started to be a buzz I wanted to scale my business and um you know, get more clients, but not necessarily be working. You know, by the hour because there's only so much you can, only so right. much money. Yeah, if that's you're Yeah,
2: time is a limiting factor. Sure, it is,
1: especially when you're at home with a newborn. You know, I was working at nap time and on the weekends and at night. So I'm like, I need to change something. I need to change the way my business is structured so I can increase my income without work, working necessarily more hours. So my dad helped me create InterviewConnections.com and just change the model so I would have clients that pay me a flat rate for a number of bookings as opposed to, you know, contacting me for 12 hours a month for, you know, unpredictable amount of results. So uh, that was just the start of it. And since then, I have grown a team of guest bookers. We book over 300 interviews a month now for almost wow. 100 clients. Um, and somewhere in in the last three years, I've started uh, three podcasts. I have weekly video series and I do a blog and send a couple
2: newsletters out. So. That's the uh that's the story in a nutshell. <laughs> right. Yeah, very good. So, uh sticking to our topic of uh leveraging these podcasts and these interviews, where can podcast podcasters, excuse me, find great guests because I know that that's a conundrum for many of them and I'm sure you know I have my resources I'm sure you have resources Mm -hmm. let's give them some tips yeah absolutely so the first thing before
1: I start giving a list of the places that you can go online to actually find guests is knowing you know what your podcast is about who is it for and what is the goal of the podcast and there are a couple different you know um, goals out there I mean there are people like my client Jen Briney is the host of Congressional Dish and she has a listeners supported podcast like her podcast that is her business that is her job it doesn't it's not a marketing channel for something else like she actually has you know hundreds of people that pay a monthly contribution for her to create for her to produce this podcast she like reads congressional bills and just educates people on it so you know that is her goal she needs people to she needs a big audience so when she goes on other podcasts as a guest she needs to be in front of a lot of the right kind of people that would want to listen and hopefully contribute. So that's one goal. But then there's also, you know, business coaches, for example, who their goal is to ultimately grow their coaching program. So I'll use my dad as an example, you know, because we've been booking him for quite a while. And He has a a live event called Dream Business Academy. So he knows if he can get somebody to register for that event, he's got, once he gets them in the room, there's a pretty high conversion rate of him, you know, having them sign up for his, you know, annual coaching program. So he, his goal is to go on podcasts or to have guests on his podcast, works both ways that are, a good fit for him as a coach, you know, somebody that would likely want to go to his event. Right. So, um, we look at you know, growth-oriented entrepreneurs and business owners that are looking to grow their business. So, for him, it's like he's not looking for these big celebrities and best-selling authors. He's looking for people that he could kind of mesh well with in a working like coaching coachy relationship mm-hmm. um so you want to first just be clear on why you're podcasting what is your goal and that will determine what kind of guest you want and then from there there's a lot of amazing resources of how to find guests so if you're looking for people who have written books going to amazon and searching in the book section for the, the kind of topic you want but then here's the the key part that you want to remember sort by published published Publishing date because people that are launching a book or maybe they're you can see that the publishing date is like next month. So they are clearly people that are trying to get exposure and are going to be open to interviews. So that's a good place to find um, to find names of people that are likely going to want to be on a podcast. So Amazon, um, also going on to Twitter and LinkedIn. Those are amazing places to find people, you know, on Twitter, searching different keywords, and seeing who's coming up. Um, We have one show that we book people who have sold a business in the last few years that did at least a million dollars. So we're looking through a lot of news articles of business acquisitions and lists of like Google buys probably 10 businesses a day. I mean, that's not a real stat, but they are acquiring businesses constantly. So we'll look for, you know, Google acquisitions in 2014 and then look through the list of those businesses and then backtrack and find who are the people that sold them. So depending on, you know, what kinds of guests you're looking for, there's a lot of creative ways going through different news articles and then seeing who those news articles were written about, looking on Twitter at the certain hashtags and seeing what people are coming up that are, you know, tweeting those hashtags. And then there's some cool, uh, you know, free resources like radioguestlist.com, which is great. I mean, they'll post podcasts that are looking for guests so if you want to be a guest on a show you can get their emails and it'll actually have shows that say I'm you know looking for this kind of guest and then they'll also post profiles of people that want to be a guest expert right. and and you can request them through that and then um, there's people like you know I know you have a producer Kelly who you know finds guests for you mm-hmm. and then that's what we do at Interview Connections is we you know work with podcasters to find guests so you can actually hire a booking agent that you know kind of goes out and looks for the guests and then does the you know booking
2: yeah and one one of the things we do one of our secrets is we look at other podcasts that it's a are great geared towards the same that. audience right <laughs> yeah geared towards the same audience and we'll look through their published podcasts yeah. and look at who their guests were and say oh that would be a great guest for us let's, f- and then let's also find out how folks- to find that person and the host, right. And yeah, the host like of the interviewing podcast
1: other podcasters is great yep. because they want to get exposure on other podcasts because sure. they want to grow their audience. And when right. you're on a podcast, you're getting in front of people who listen to podcasts. So it's great marketing for them. And they also probably have a good microphone. They kind of know right. the drill. Good, so you, right.
2: Yeah. That's the other thing is they make good guests because they have the setup mm-hmm. and they understand how it works. Right. Right. And they have no problem talking. That's why they have a podcast to begin right. with. So they make really great guests. If I, yeah. I'm going to pat myself on the back for a moment,
1: yes, there we go. I yes, mean, yeah, we podcasters right?
2: actually make really great guests because yeah, we they sort of do. get it.
1: And it's great because you know when you reach out to another podcaster, you don't have to do the whole like this is this is my podcast. It's like an internet radio show. You could just say, hey, well, your request is much shorter and to the point yes. because they know the drill, <laughs> right?
2: They don't. You don't have to explain a lot of stuff. So, if if let's say it's not a podcaster, let's say it's someone who's never really thought about going on podcasts for interviews. Maybe it's someone who's done radio interviews, or maybe they're a first published author. Not even first published, but it hasn't occurred to them. <coughs> excuse me, to do marketing in that way. What's the best way to ask someone to be a guest on your show if this whole podcasting thing is new, still new to them?
1: Yeah. So I think the first thing is to start your email, start that request with how you found them and, you know, like, what were you looking for? How do you know who they are? So maybe you've read their book or maybe you found them because there was an article written about them. Like, be specific about how you know who they are, because that's my first question. Like, as somebody who might get requested... If somebody reaches out to me, I want to know how they found me. Like, right. we all want to know how people found us. If it's like somebody that calls because they want to be our client, I want to know how they found me because it's just good intel. So, start your request with, I found you how. And um, you want to tell them why you're interested in having them on your podcast. Like, what about their story? What about their business? What about, is it something that they wrote in an article somewhere? Is it something about their book? Be clear about why you want to feature them and then tell them, you know, what your podcast is who the target audience is, like who are your listeners Mm -hmm. and you know why this would be a valuable use of their time. So when I was launching um, with Corey, the podcast producers, you know, we were booking, we were trying to book really big guests and we got some amazing guests that were very, you know, well known, incredible in the radio and podcasting industry, but we hadn't yet launched our show. So we had to write that email saying, you know, what the podcast producers is, what is our intention with the show? We said who our audience is, like who our target listeners are. And then what our launch strategy was so if you don't have a podcast if your podcast hasn't launched yet this request needs to be really good and i definitely recommend telling them when your show will launch because a lot of well-known guests and people that are interviewed a lot they won't even go on a podcast until it launches because so many people say i'm launching a podcast i want to interview you and then they never launch because they just oh. don't follow through on the work. And, I mean, I've been there. I, I've been, I can think of at oh, I least... Did, that didn't
2: even occur to me. Okay.
1: Yeah, I, I can think of at least one time that I was interviewed. And, uh, you know, I understand, like, what happens, people's, like, their goal changes. So, I don't really hold it against people that much. But for someone who, you know, they... Really value their time very highly. They have a lot of stuff to do. Um, If they set aside an hour of their day and they're interviewed on a podcast and that interview never sees the light of day because the person decided, "Eh, I don't want to do this podcast anymore or "Eh, my, my goals changed. So that's why it's important to actually follow through with your plan. So when Corey and I were getting guests for the podcast producers, we would actually tell people, you know, we were booking interviews in February and we said, we will be launching this on April 6th. All 10 episodes will be live on April 6th. That's how we launched it. So by telling them our launch strategy, they knew that we had thought through the launch of the show and that we weren't just like, flying by the seat of our pants saying, hey, let's do some interviews and like, hopefully we'll put it together pretty well. Like, We had an actual plan. So if you communicate that to the guests, they'll know that you're actually serious about this. And then we sometimes with our clients that interview connections, we'll have them do a one sheet because if you don't have a website for your podcast, um, I mean, at least like add a tab to your business's site that says podcast coming soon, just something that shows that you're online and that you're actually going to do this. But you could design a one sheet, which is just a nicely designed, branded PDF document that says what the show is, who the, t- the guests are, the target audience. The, like, it basically addresses all those questions, mm-hmm. and they can see that, okay, you put, you put together, it's kind of like, you know, a little media kit for potential guests. Sure. And that helps, uh, you know, give you some credibility. And then as you start booking guests, you could tell your new potential guest. Hey, I've already recorded interviews with this person and this person. So they could kind of see, you know, who they're going to be on a guest roster with, like who they're sharing, sharing that stage with. So that, that gives you some credibility as well.
2: Right. Now you had mentioned the fact that, and people might not realize this, that it has been my experience with the, let's see, how many podcasts have I, because I have two podcasts now that I do. So uh, I've done like 250, somewhere between 250 and 300 pod podcast episodes. Mm-hmm. Okay, over the years, <clears throat> now people give you their time freely. I've never paid anyone to be right. a guest on my show. It's you know it's part of their marketing strategy. Yeah. It's PR. They're trying to get exposure, mm-hmm. so they give of their time freely. Even the even the biggest guests you know I've ever I've ever had, they mm-hmm. give their time right. freely. Right. So how do you do you have a methodology for thanking them after the fact? Is there is there some sort of, you know, gratitude strategy that you Oh, have?
1: that's such a good question and something that is overlooked by so many podcasters for, you know, entrepreneurs who have a podcast, actually thinking through a, a gratitude and retention plan with guests is just an amazing idea i was just speaking with jason swank who is one of our clients we did a video interview and i posted it on facebook and and he said i mean first of all all of his clients they come by way of a podcast either hearing him on another show or one of his pod he has two shows as well and he said listen doing the interview is 20 percent of the work 80 percent is actually promoting it right. so a lot it needs to happen outside of that actual time on the interview you know with the guest or with the host so thinking them I mean there's so many things you can do as far as like the bare minimum is actually sending a genuine you know thank you email there's amazing ways that you can automate it you know like schedule once if you book through schedule once I'll get the automated thank you emails that clearly go out to every single person that get that you know is on but if you actually just write up a personal you know thank you email to the guest that's a really good first step getting their mailing address somewhere in the booking process so you can mail them a thank you card or you can send them a gift whether it's like sendoutcards.com makes it easy to you know send little cookies or brownies or something like that if you have a book if you've written a book send them a copy of your book um, after the interview before the interview And then, you know, have some kind of plan where, you know, you definitely connect with them on social media. Maybe you add them to a Twitter list or on Facebook. If you're following somebody, you can adjust your follow settings so you see them first. So when you first become friends with someone on Facebook or you first like their page, Facebook might put them in your newsfeed a lot. But after that, I mean, there's, there's probably hundreds or thousands of people that you're friends with on Facebook or you're following on Facebook that you never see their posts because you're seeing like the same 20 people in your newsfeed. Right. So adjusting your settings so you are seeing them on social media and that reminds you that you should just frequently be commenting, uh, liking, sharing, just basically staying on their radar. Right. Um, and, 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 keeping and interacting, them on
2: right, and working the, the purpose of social media on their behalf right as a as a thank you right share one of their posts
1: right yeah
2: things of that nature yeah just build your relationship with them yeah exactly i'm a big proponent and i haven't been doing it lately i've gotten so busy it's reminding me that i need to start doing this again i'm a big proponent of actually sending a handwritten love it you know thank you card and i get a lot of handwritten cards from guests saying thank you so much for having me on your show I mean, it, it's yeah. just such a nice thing. They all send me their books, right? I've got a whole mm-hmm. stack of books here to read. Well, yeah, and, more than you have time to read. But, right, more than I have time to read. But yeah. I I really appreciate it, you know. Yeah, and, and those it are does, guests it does that you not to forget. Yeah, it helps build that relationship. Plus, it's good resources as you go back and, you know, you're working on projects or maybe you're writing another book or whatever it is. You have these resources to turn back to and say, oh. I interviewed an expert on that particular topic. What they have to say? Let me go back and talk to them. Let me look at a transcript of that. Let me yeah. see if I can quote them. You know, there's, it's just, it. like I said, for me, podcasting is networking. It's my mm-hmm. method of networking. Yes. And what would you normally do if you were face-to-face at some event? Or, you know, you would call someone or you would send them an email or you'd send them a card telling them, I really appreciate meeting you or can we follow up on this? So, yeah.
1: Totally. And this, these tips really work for, you know, I say rock the, rock the podcast from both sides of the mic. These tips can really be applied if you're hosting a show and you're getting guests on your show, or if you're a guest on somebody else's show, um, you know, if you're a host, you know, mail the get, like mail the people that you are interviewing, like mail them a copy of your book because, and I, I'm the same way. I'm looking at my bookshelf now with tons of books that I've been mailed or have picked up and have like never read because I don't have time to read. But you know, one, I can think of one example where I had this, I have two young kids and I had this one rare night where my husband, Jamie took the kids out and it was quiet. And I'm like, I'm going to read a book. (laughs) And and I'm like, what should I read? And I go to my bookshelf and I, I saw a book that I had Probably gotten, you know, probably was mailed to me for free for some reason or another, you know, guest or somebody that I booked on somebody else's show. And it was a book about, um, you know, hiring and managing a team. And I was in a place where I was hiring a ton of people, I was getting ready for maternity leave. And it was just there for me at the time that I needed it I didn't need or want to read it I guess when I first received it so I just went on the bookshelf but then I just tore through the whole book and I was like this is such a good book and then I reached out to the author had her on my podcast so it's a great thing to get your book in the hands of other people because they might not need it right then and there but then you're on their bookshelf and when they are ready for you they read your book and they invite you on their show and and uh who knows what could happen from there
2: yeah, just like anything else. That's why you can listen to a podcast or a television show or go see a movie or listen to a, I'm showing my age, I'm just, I was going to say listen to a record album. I know people <laughs> don't do that anymore, but you get the point. And depending on where you are in your life and what's on your mind and what filters you have in place at that moment and kind of what you're looking for, you hear it differently every time.
1: Right, totally true. Yeah, that's
2: why it never gets old sometimes. You, you wonder why... Like I watched uh, on net, I think it was on Netflix last weekend. There's a Tony Robbins movie. Oh, I've heard on so much right about now, it. Okay? Yeah, and I think it's called "I Am Not Your Guru," and mm-hmm. it just chronicles one of his. Uh, what does he call those events? The seminars. Or, yeah, it was one of his yeah. seminars, and and I forget the name. You'd recognize the name if I could remember what it is. I've never been to a Tony Robbins seminar, but mm-hmm. it was so inspiring. you know, watching the whole thing, yeah. and I guarantee you, if I watched it again this weekend. I would get something different out of it.
1: Totally. Right? And
2: the following weekend, I would get something different out of it. Because you're in a different place. You have different things on your mind. And that's that's true of podcasts. It's true of, you know, the Dream Business Academy. People right. can go over and over and over again to your father's yeah. academy. And pick up something different every time because they've moved where they are in
1: life. That's so, so true. Yeah. So true.
2: So you are a stay-at-home mom. You well, started, not quite anymore. Well, you started this business because you wanted yes. you wanted to stay at home, right? Right? So what uh what's your number one tip for moms who want to do what you have done, who want to yeah. create a stay-at-home business?
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I, I kind of laugh like not anymore just because so much changes. So I guess my my tip is twofold is be okay with change, you know, because I I definitely started to be a stay-at-home mom and I was a stay-at-home mom for a while. And then the situation changed, you know, I got a nanny and then, you know, my business grew and I'm outside the home now, but my husband's at home. So anyway, um, but yeah, part of my tip is to be okay with change and that your, your why and the reason you are running your business and what your business looks like, it's going to evolve and to change. And so be adaptable to that change. Um, but my, my number one tip for, you know, stay-at-home moms who you know, want to start a business is to work with a coach or a mentor. So seek that guidance from somebody who has created a business or um, started a business like the one that you want to start. Like not, not the exact same one, but who has been successful in entrepreneurship and in business, and really get that coaching because there's so. Many mistakes that can be avoided if you have guidance and invest in yourself. Yeah. Um, and to know that starting a business as a state, like when you're a at home mom and you want to start a business, really be clear on do you want to start a business or do you want a work from home job? because it's two very different things.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: well if you want to start a business you have to be prepared to really take a lot of risks, invest, put money out before you really see money come back in. If you want a job from home that's great. There's a lot of you know jobs that you can have from home but it's just two very different things So just be clear on what you actually want in your professional life as a stay-at-home mom.
2: Right and there's I always say there's no reason to reinvent the wheel. Someone else has done what you're looking to do. There there are I don't think there are any more original ideas out there. There might be original twists on old ideas, but there's very little that comes around anymore that's brand new. So why reinvent the wheel? Look at people who have found the kind of success you're looking for, because everyone's got their own, you know, view of what success is. Find someone who's doing what you think you want to be doing and and start to, you know, backwards engineer it how did they do this and then maybe you can even get an email conversation with them or get an interview with them and just ask them some questions right yes. people especially people who have become successful they love the opportunity to mentor right someone else you know and share some of their gold nuggets like all the golden nuggets <laughs> Jessica Rhodes has shared yes. with us today <laughs> Jess, how can uh people get in touch with you where can they find you
1: yeah, so my website is JessicaRhodes.biz. R h o d e s. And if you're interested in learning more about getting booked for podcast interviews, I do a free monthly webinar. Um, I do it live, and uh, I know a lot of people listen to podcasts on their mobile device. So if you're listening on your phone, just text the word "rock" R O C K rock to seventy two thousand, and you can come to my next live webinar. Um, really, it's jam packed full of content about how to position yourself and get booked for podcast interviews and there's chances to ask me questions live. So you could text rock to 72,000 to join me.
2: Perfect. And those of you listening, you know, as I always say, if you're on the treadmill, stay on the treadmill because I'm very proud of you. But (laughs) if you need these links, you can always come back to actlocalmarketing.com, the website for uh, the podcast and look up this particular episode. There are lots of ways to search for it. Search Jessica search um, podcasting. There are different keywords that you can look up and it'll bring you to this episode and we'll include links to her website and how to get on one of her monthly webinars. So don't worry if you weren't able to write that down or you didn't catch it in time because we've got you covered jessica rhodes it was great having a conversation with you today instead of just emailing back and forth yes that sounds like a good guess. talk <laughs> to kelly have have well, her book you. that person right it's i really ter-
1: appreciate you and having me on
2: it's terrific talking to you and remember listeners every other tuesday afternoon we release a new episode with great guests like jessica rhodes and uh until next time you know that i would very much like you to take care
0: Join Kalen for more Marketing Madness each week on Act Local Marketing. It will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Act Local Marketing for Small Business goes live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern and can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and at actlocalmarketing.com have a question for Act Local? Email Kaylin at ask at actlocalmarketing.com. That's A-S-K at actlocalmarketing.com. And she may answer you right on air. Make sure to include your name and business website for a free shout out. Don't forget to tell your friends and colleagues about Act Local and leave Kaylin a review at the iTunes store. See you next time on Act Local Marketing for Small Business.